Welcome back to another episode of Jake's Takes. My name is Jake. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the podcast. And in this week's episode, we are going to be looking at some uh, NBA standings and some teams that aren't doing so good and some teams that are. And we are going to look at all of that and discuss. So we're going to start with the Eastern Conference and look at the fact that Philadelphia is number one in the East. And they are starting off the season very nicely. Their team overall has been pretty solid, pretty um, dynamic. And these new additions seem to be helping them out in great ways. And they're, you know, doing um, their greatest uh, basketball this season. And it looks like um, there's really no uh, stopping them at this point. And... They are the the leaders uh, at this point in the clubhouse. So for the 76ers, you know, things are looking as good as they could at this point, you know. And you can't really complain about that. And so for um, the rest of the league, they are basically in a race to try and catch up to the 76ers. You have um, Tobias Harris, who... Is averaging 18 and 8 rebounds. Um, he is looking um, as good as can be. Um, you know, they won uh, four in a row against um, twice the Hornets, the Magic, the Raptors. Um, they just, seems like, can't lose. You know, you're getting good points out of Seth Curry. Uh, Joel Embiid's averaging a double-double. Ben Simmons is almost at a double-double, almost... At a triple-double, you have a bunch of guys off the bench who are helping out. You know, you're looking pretty good. And your team, at this point, is as good as we can get. Then we have um, Orlando at this point in second place. Orlando, you know, they're surprising a lot of people. They don't have Jonathan Isaac, but Vucevic is double-double numbers. Aaron Gordon's not doing awful. Fournier is averaging 14, almost 15. They're getting great success from Fultz and Terrence Ross. Um, a lot of their guys off the bench are doing okay. Um, you know, Orlando is in second place. I don't know how long that'll stand, but they're in second place at the moment. Third and fourth place is the Celtics and the Pacers. And for the Boston Celtics, you know, their team looks good. Jalen Brown's averaging 28 points. Uh, Tatum is averaging 24 and 8 rebounds. You have Smart, who's doing well. Tristan Thompson's almost averaging a double-double, 9 and nine points, 9 rebounds. You get good production from your bench guys. Grant Williams, Jeff Teague, Peyton Pritchard, Robert Williams. They're looking pretty good. And we have the Pacers, who look uh, good as well. Oladipo, Brogdon, Sabonis, Turner, TJ Warren. They're good. Uh, McDermott off the bench. Justin Holiday, so things are looking well in their favor. Surprisingly, we have um, the New York Knicks and the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are in fifth and sixth place um, with four and three record, as well as Milwaukee in seventh and Atlanta in eighth with a four and three record. So this again probably won't stand. The Knicks and Cleveland and maybe even Atlanta might drop out of the playoffs, but um, I mean, surprisingly, the Knicks are doing well um, and. The Knicks are getting production from all angles, which you can't really, 
can't really complain about that. Um, if you look at some of the guys on their team, the Knicks have, um, you know, Obi Toppin for a rookie is not doing um, the worst. Nine points, three rebounds. You're getting a lot out of um, Emmanuel quickly. Seven points as a rookie, which I guess is not too bad for a rookie. Um, and, you know, Alec Burks is averaging 20 points a game. You're getting 21 and 10 from Julius Randle with seven assists. So good numbers there. Then Cleveland, who's uh, sitting pretty in the playoffs, not uh, having a good year out of Kevin Love so far. But Drummond's averaging 17 and 14. Um, Osman's averaging 11. Garland is averaging 17 with six assists. Sexton's averaging 26 with four assists. Um, 10 points and seven, almost eight rebounds for JaVale McGee. So, I mean, don't expect these numbers to last. I'm assuming that with Drummond's uh, high play, at some point they might get rid of him um, when his value is highest. Um, Kevin Love, they might get rid of. Um, but the backcourt is looking pretty good. And moving to the uh, outside the bubble playoff teams, um, the 9 is Miami and the 10 is Brooklyn. Um tied with Chicago at three and four, all three. Uh, Miami just not getting it done just quite yet after um, a great, um, you know, season last year. Uh, Jimmy Butler's only averaging eight points and four rebounds and four assists. Not great. Drogic's doing pretty uh, solid, 15 and five assists. Um, if you look at some of the other guys, Avery Bradley's not doing too bad, 14. Bam at the bio, 19 and eight. Uh, Tyler Hero 15 and 6 rebounds. Um, Duncan Robinson 11. So, am I saying they're going to keep up this, you know, play? Probably not. They'll be uh, a lot better, um, I'm sure, as the season goes on. But right now, they're just not looking as good as they could, and more importantly, as good as they should um, at this point. Then we have Brooklyn, who lost um, Spencer Dinwiddle so far. Um, he's out. And the fact that you have um, Kyrie, who's averaging 27 and 6, um, who gets hurt a lot, that's a big loss with Dinwiddle out and Irving, who always has his problems. Expect a trade for a backup point guard, or I guess in this case, a third string um, point guard at some point to fill in for the Dinwiddle loss in what would be the potential Kyrie loss. Kevin Durant's averaging 28 and 7 rebounds and 5 assists. He's having a good season. 13 and 4 rebounds for Joe Harris. Can't complain. Uh, Jared Allen's averaging almost a double-double. 9.6 points and 10, almost 11 rebounds. So, pretty solid out of him. And so, you know, Brooklyn needs to step it up for sure. And then we have our worst of the worst in the East. The Toronto Raptors who, it's just two years ago, they were NBA champions. Two, uh, you know, championships ago. The Lakers won last year, and it was um, Toronto who won the season before that. And this year, it's a rough and rocky start. Now, Lowry's averaging 18. Fred VanVleet's averaging 19. Siakam's averaging 16. Um, Siakam has eight assists or eight rebounds. Kyle Lowry has eight assists. Um, Fred VanVleet has six assists. You know, Chris Butcher is averaging 13 and six as a new, um, you know, signing. Uh, they re-signed him to a bigger deal. Um, some of their guys off the bench are doing pretty good, but their team just isn't the same. I think losing 
Ibaka and Gasol just wiped them because Aaron Baines is averaging 7-6 and six, and unfortunately 7-6 uh, and six out of Aaron Baines is not as good as a 7-6 and six out of Marcus Gasol or 7-6 and six out of Serge Ibaka who both of which are key cogs in what was their championship run and now they're in uh, Los Angeles playing for the Clippers and the Lakers respectively and so for the East Toronto looks like the low man on the totem pole and maybe they might make some sort of a Kyle Lowry trade if they need to because he's a one year and maybe he won't stay if they're not looking so good so uh, that's something to think about sliding to the Western Conference and we have three teams fighting for the top spot the uh, two expected choices Clippers and Lakers and the Phoenix Suns so we have team uh, number one, Los Angeles Clippers, who um, have great players surrounding them. Uh, 25 and 5 for Paul George, 22 and 6 and 5, almost 6 assists for Kawhi Leonard. Um, you have 13 for Ibaka with 6 rebounds. You have um, a bunch of guys off the bench who are helping in so many different ways. Clippers are getting victories when they need to, getting it done. As expected, go to the Lakers, who are also um, doing pretty uh, pretty good. 23-8-7 assists for LeBron. 21-8 uh, rebounds for AD. 16 for Schroeder. 10 for KCP. 12-7 and seven rebounds for Montrez Harrell. Kuzma's got 11. And, um, you know, their team is still looking pretty good. And they got a lot of great players. And I expect the Lakers to be where they are. Or in first place then we have the surprise um, season for the Phoenix Suns and Chris Paul helps a lot he averages 13 points and 8 assists uh, he just brings that veteran presence that brought them up Booker's averaging 20 21 4 and 4 DeAndre Ayton's averaging 13 and 10 10 and 5 rebounds for Crowder 10 and 4 and a half rebounds for Sarich 14 and almost 6 rebounds for Bridges 12 for Cameron Johnson and yeah they're getting their production they're doing their thing and it's working they're just getting it done then we have Utah New Orleans and Golden State Utah um, uh, just added uh, big money onto Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell um, Rudy Gobert 14 and 13 uh, Donovan Mitchell 20 and 5 assists Mike Conley, 20 points and 4 rebounds. Not uh, too shabby. Add 5 assists to that. He's doing pretty good. Bogdanovich, 14 and 3 and a half. 15 for Clarkson with almost 5 rebounds. Um, and so uh, you can't complain there. Their team's looking pretty solid. Uh, and they're getting it done. Golden State um, has been uh, up and down. And... After a lackluster season last year, we saw 60, uh, over 60 points for Steph Curry in uh, his last one with um, an average of 32, 5, and 6 assists for the season. 17 and 6 rebounds for Wiggins, not bad. Draymond Green's not doing good at all with um, not even averaging a point. Uh, he's got 6 assists and 3.5 rebounds. Um, Kelly Oubre's kind of taking a slow turn. He's not doing his best, but James Weissman, 11 and 6 and a half rebounds, can't complain. Getting good help off of the bench from guys like Damon Lee, Jordan Poole, Eric Pascal, who's had some starting minutes. Um, so yeah, 
Golden State's not doing too bad, I got to say. Um, and then we got New Orleans, who um, they got rid of Drew Holiday, but, you know, they're still vibing. Uh, they got uh, almost a double-double for Steven Adams, 10 points, 9 rebounds. 24, 7, and 5 assists for Brandon Ingram. 12 points for Bledsoe. We got 12 points for Alonzo Ball. Uh, Zion's averaging 19 and 8 rebounds. You have some good help off the bench from Josh Hart and Alexander Walker. Um, so, yeah. Pelicans are looking pretty good. Getting it done uh, when they need to. Um, and that's a good situation for them. We have 7 and 8 seed Portland and Dallas who are um, where they should be um, in the playoff rankings at the moment. Then we go all the way down to a couple of teams that aren't looking so hot. We got Houston, who has been um, very, very uh, poor play. Um, it is early, but poor play out of Houston. The whole James Harden situation has caused issues. And if you can't get rid of James Harden, you're going to have a big problem because it's going to be sticking um, a thorn in your system. The bright spots. James Harden is averaging 37 and 11 assists, which is uh, good for him. So his value is there. He's playing high level, even though we all know he uh, wants out. John Wall is surprisingly doing well. 25 points, 7.5 assists, 5 rebounds. Um, you know, Eric Gordon's averaging 19. We're getting 23 and 10 from the surprise Christian Wood. Um, rest of their players aren't doing too, uh, too special, but... Um, I think if you can get rid of James Harden when his value is at its um, highest, try to get what you can, move on, go to a new spot. Moving to Denver, who is um, sitting at the bottom half of the Western Conference. Um, if you look at what Denver's doing, um, yeah, it's not, uh, not so hot. Uh, the Denver Nuggets need um, some good games to get them back into uh, you know, playoff form. And it's early, but um, not doing 100% the greatest. I can't say Murray and Jokic are doing bad because uh, Nikola Jokic is having an MVP season. 22 points, 11 rebounds, 12 assists. That's MVP numbers to me. Jamal Murray, 24 points, 3 assists, 4 rebounds. The rest of your guys, you're getting uh, 12 and 4 rebounds for Millsap, 11 and 4 rebounds for Jermichael Green. 19 points and 6.8 rebounds for uh, Michael Porter, who's doing uh, very well. So, uh, yeah, the Nuggets, um, can't say they're having the greatest season so far, but, you know, I think uh, you got to put uh, Jokic in the, the talks of potentially being um, the guy as MVP. That's the thing. So that's the standings. Um, as they sit, some teams are doing hot, some teams, eh, not so much. Now we're going to switch gears and look at some of the latest rumors, um, article rumors and stuff. So I was looking at an article and it was talking about the Boston Celtics acquiring Draymond Green and the package included Marcus Smart, Romeo Langford, Aaron Nesmith, and the Celtics get uh, Draymond Green. Now, this doesn't work to me for a few reasons. Number one, you can do this deal without including Marcus Smart. And you could do it involving Romeo Langford in draft picks. And you can get Draymond Green. He's not having the greatest season. Uh, and that's something that you could do. Because you don't need to throw in smart to get it done. Number two, I don't know why they would really want him. The way he's playing. And the way his contract is set up. So you can find guys who are cheaper that can do just as good all around. 
And I don't know if Golden State would even trade him um, at all, just because I feel like he's a big part of their team. What's the deal? So it doesn't make a ton of sense at all, just in my opinion. Then uh, there was um, an, another article looking at um, Malik Monk going to the Los Angeles Lakers. So the trade would be Malik Monk for Alfonso McKinney in a 2023 second round pick. Now, I don't know if this is what the Lakers need. I don't know if the Charlotte Hornets are willing to give up on Malik Monk for a package of this caliber. Maybe if you could get Kuzma, they'd be interested. But um, I don't think um, that's going to, to happen. So uh, it doesn't look like the case. Then we have this article with trade rumors. It's uh, a Bleacher Report article. And I like Bleacher Report articles because they give good content. And a lot of what they say doesn't make a ton of sense. But it's good to, to talk about and discuss. So this one is looking at um, some trade rumors and buying or selling if they're going to actually take place. So the first one is the Nets, Celtics, 76ers, Heat, and Raptors have reached out about James Harden. So um, I think this is um, something that I buy. I do believe that all these teams um, have had interest in James Harden. I think the Celtics are the only team here that probably wouldn't go after him because they've had Jalen Brown and Tatum who are doing great. So besides those two, I think... You know, everyone else could have interest and could really go for it. So, you know, I think that's the case. Um, then we have this one, which just came out of left field, which is um, news about Bagley. So they say, um, you know, Bagley's group wants Marvin traded out of Sacramento, which his dad said he wanted um, him to leave um, in tweets. Um, so I do believe that um, this is true that Bagley's team wants him out of Sacramento because they're a trashy team, can't win, etc. But I don't believe that he'll get traded because there's no point in that even happening because he's a big piece in their rebuild, if they even have a rebuild, because they just never can do it right. Then we have this one here, which is the Blazers reject the idea of trading C.J. McCollum. Um, I think um, they're not going to trade him. The article says that um, they would only trade him for James Harden, but I don't think they'll trade him at all. The chemistry between uh, CJ and the chemistry between Dame is just too good for them to even consider it. It just doesn't seem like it's even worth bothering the time. So that's uh, the case. He's not going anywhere. Then this final one is the Bucks asked Giannis about Harden trade, have no plans to pursue him. Um... And the article says sell because the Bucks have enough left to offer for Harden um, if they want to trade for him or not. That's total BS. They have nothing to trade. They gave up all their draft picks for um, Drew Holiday. And unless they want to throw in Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday, and Dante DiVincenzo in the second round picks they have, they're shit out of luck, unfortunately. Um, Giannis is not getting... Um, James Harden and nothing is going to take place so that's just not going to happen then we have um, this next article which looks at a Mavericks Jazz uh, Luca uh, Mike Conley um, pairing um, and it basically looks at Tim Hardaway Jr. James Johnson and Jalen Brunson going to um, Utah for Mike Conley which 
I don't know if that's going to happen. I think Mike Conley's playing good basketball right now, and I don't see them trading him for uh, anything at the moment. I think their team's doing pretty good. They're going to stick with it. So that's the case. Then we have this next one here, which this article looks at a Kings trade with uh, Buddy Heald going to New York and the Kings getting Kevin Knox, Frank Ntilikina, and a Dallas first-round pick in 2021. Now, this one's legitimate, and I could see it taking place if everyone knows Buddy Heald wasn't happy. I think with Halliburton and Darren Fox, you have your two guards. So Kevin Knox and the draft pick and Ntilikina all work. For Sacramento, maybe they can get more out of those guys than the Knicks could. So I would say, um, you know, that could be something that takes place. Um, so yeah, that's something I could see. Then we have this next one, which is the uh, Rockets uh, wanting Siakam and first-round picks for James Harden. At this point, I, you know, really consider it the way your team is looking. Um, they're just not doing well and I'd be open to looking at the situation you know I think there's a lot going and so um, if they could do it you know go for it but it might not uh, 100% work out then we have the uh, next situation this article is talking about another one Lakers pursuing Derrick Rose and they decided Derrick Rose to the Lakers for Alex Caruso Talon Horton Tucker a 20 22 first round pick and a 2025 second round pick which I believe that 2022 first round pick has um, protections already it's pick swap but also they traded away their 2023 first round pick so they can't trade this one anyway so that is out of the books so it would be Caruso, Talon Horton, Tucker and a second round pick which is good value I think Detroit has shown interest in Caruso in the past um, I think this is something that the Pistons would be open to, and I think obviously the Lakers wouldn't be as receptive, but I do think it'd be the best move for their team, so I do think that's the case, uh, that it could be um, something that takes place. Then we have this article from Fansided, uh, for those who uh, read Fansided. It's uh, three players who could be traded at the deadline, Golden State Warriors, we have the first one being Kelly Oubre. Um, I think Kelly Oubre has had a terrible season so far. Um, I don't think they will trade him just because he has no value. And um, I think um, that's not going to that's not going to happen. Next one is Brad Wademaker. And I could see Brad Wademaker being that veteran going to Brooklyn. He's someone who's a good free throw shooter and can score. So he could be a good solid you know, replacement for Dinwiddle off the bench, someone who I think um, could easily fill in. And if you throw in a second-round pick and some other talent, you could see it take place. And then we have the third player, which is Kayvon Looney, which I don't see him getting traded because I don't think he has a market. I don't think he's even um, a player that teams would be interested in. So, um, yeah, that's uh, the situation. And then we're going to look at this final article which looks at, um, most notably, uh, James Harden. And it doesn't really talk about trades, but it talks about how his market has cooled. And basically, there were a lot of rumors, and now it seems like everything has kind of slowed its role and quieted down at this point. 
and so it doesn't seem like James Harden's available um, or has been in as many talks as before. So I think there could be a few reasons for this. Number one, teams aren't trading right now, and they're looking at their seasons and saying, okay, where are we right now? What can we do? Um, and that's the case. And maybe number two is teams have contacted Houston. Houston has given their offers. And for most of these teams, they've said the offers are outrageous. We're not doing anything right now in the hopes that eventually the situation gets much worse and we see James Harden get more frustrated and then the value goes down because they just want to get rid of him rather than waiting for the best offer. So I think teams aren't 100% there yet uh, to pull the trigger because they're waiting in hopes that maybe James Harden's value, at least what they have to give up, is slightly lower than it is right now because... Maybe at the end of the season, teams are like, okay, he's a one-year contract, we'll try for something, and maybe it'll be less than what they'd have to give up today. So that's probably why the market's cooled down. Um, now, uh, just to piggyback off of that, there are a handful of teams who have interest, I'm sure, in James Harden. They've made phone calls. You know, I think the Warriors could go out and get James Harden, um, but with Kelly Oubre's lackluster season that's probably off the table I think we could see um, other teams go out um, and acquire him you know you could see Brooklyn although I don't think they have the greatest package and Dinwiddle's hurt 76ers still I think are number one on my list I think Miami doesn't have the best offer the Raptors could go all in at this point I think it's just Philly and I think the Raptors um, I think he's going to end up in Philly as I've said in previous podcasts um i don't see him going anywhere else he's gonna stick um in the east and as much as i think um there are teams who would have interest celtics aren't trading jalen brown especially with his season and miami doesn't have the best offer brooklyn's offer is not good you know and i just don't see any other team getting in there raptors if they have siakam and some draft picks and some other players maybe they can get the ball rolling but I think Houston would rather have Ben Simmons than Siakam. And I think if Siakam's on the table, that's going to push Philly to get Ben Simmons uh, on the table. Although their season is going very well there in first place. I don't know if they're going to want to mess with this chemistry. So maybe, you know, James Harden's going to have to sit for a year because, you know, things aren't going in his favor. And teams are doing well when you expect them not to. And so I guess, um, you know, we'll have to wait and see. I do think there is one team, which is Atlanta, that Trey Young, James Harden is a good pairing. And maybe at the offseason, the Hawks have draft picks. They got young players. Maybe they consolidate some of their young players. Maybe they don't want to pay for someone like John Collins. And so they're going to trade him. And they trade, you know, Hunter and Cam Reddish and some draft picks to the Rockets for James Harden. Maybe they do that. But at this point, I think most of the teams who had um, shown interest are losing it because of the fact that, you know, Philly's doing great. And the Celtics have Jalen Brown, who's doing great. And Toronto is not doing that good, but their offers aren't 100% the best. And Houston is not interested probably in what Miami has to offer on their own. Same with Brooklyn. So the value for James Harden is definitely soured. Or the, not value, but the, the interest. And Michael Porter Jr. in Denver is having a great season, so they're not going to trade him. So, yeah, I think James Harden's sticking around for a while.